Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. So today is letter 21, and this letter is all about getting the patient to believe his time is his own. And um, this one is pretty convicting too. So it starts out talking about tempting the patient with sex again, just like it has in multiple of the letters. And if you've been following, it just it's such a prevalent temptation that Wormwood can use against the patient. And this is one more way that they can use it to get the patient away from God. So it starts talking about that. And then the sexual temptation leads to the patient being irritable because he's not getting that desire filled. And then the demons can use this irritability. So he gets annoyed when he feels out of control of his time. It's kind of like they use something to get him irritated and then they can use that irritation to basically lead to him being irritable about random things. So it says on page 112, you must therefore zealously guard in his mind the curious assumption, my time is my own. Let him have the feeling that he starts each day as the lawful possessor of 24 hours. So how many of us believe this? We believe that we're the keeper of our time when God is actually the author of all time. We have absolutely no control over time and how much we have. This is such a misconception and it's like something I didn't even think about until I started reading this letter and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. It goes on to say, the man can neither make nor retain one moment of time. It all comes to him by pure gift. He might as well regard the sun and moon as his chattels. So we can't claim anything of our own when it all belongs to God. We're not the keeper of our time. God is. And it's all a gift like it said. And it goes on to say that we're all in service to God every day. It says, the sense of ownership in general things is always to be encouraged. The humans are always putting up claims to ownership, which they sound equally funny in heaven and in hell, and we must keep them doing so. So basically that's saying like us thinking that we own anything sounds silly in heaven or hell because things we own, the reasons we are able to have jobs and make money, the reasons that we have relationships, the reason that we have children, that we have pleasure, it's all because of God. And he's the one who wakes us up every day to be able to do things, to have things, and to have people in our life. And as soon as God is ready to take us up to heaven, he will. It's the demon's job to get us thinking that it's all our own. It goes on to talk about get people to start saying my to things. My boots, my dog, my servant, my wife, my father, my God, my country. They can be taught to reduce all these senses with the my of ownership, which I think we all fall for. It's very common. It's a normal part of our life to claim things as our own. It's all been a gift from God. None of it has come from us. It says, and all the time, the joke is that the word mine in its full possessive sense cannot be uttered by a human being about anything. In the long run, either our father, which is the devil, or the enemy, which is God, 
will say mine of each thing that exists, and specially of each man. They will find out in the end, never fear, to whom their time, their souls, and their bodies really belong. Certainly not to them. Whatever happens. At the present, the enemy says mine of everything on the legalistic ground that he made it. Our father hopes in the end to say mine of all things on the more realistic and dynamic ground of conquest. So that's the end of the letter. And it's basically saying in the end, God will claim everything that is his, which is everything he created. And the devil is going to try to claim what he thinks is his because of a war with God. Now, let me just tell you, the devil's not getting anything. God is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And at the end of time, every tongue will confess and every knee will bow to God and confess that Jesus is Lord. Revelation 5.13 says, And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, and they sang, Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Thank you, Jesus that we all belong to you. We all belong to God and each second, each minute, each hour, and each day are all a gift from him. I'm so thankful that we have another day today. And I can't wait to spend every day worshiping God, giving him glory for all of who he is when we get to heaven. You should get excited about eternity and what God wants you to do with the time he's given you each day. And how can you treat today like a gift? And see it as not possessive of you, but that God has given it to us. Everything is a gift. He's the one who wakes us up in the morning to go to our job. He's the one that has blessed us with a spouse. So how can we treat them as a blessing today? There are so many moments in our life where we forget and we take for granted the fact that we're getting up and we have another day and we have moments. And even the hard, sucky times in life, they're still a blessing because God gave it to us. It's a gift. It's a gift that we're here and we can't fall for the joke that the demons are trying to trick us with, with the word mine and thinking that we own anything. Believing that my time is my own. I've thought that for years, especially with self-help and going to conferences where they tell you that of like, your time is your own and you're in charge. What do you want to do with your time? Honestly, we should be asking, God, what do you want me to do with the time that you've given me? What shall I do? You know, like Jesus said, like, not my will, but yours be done. I mean, Jesus came to the earth because that was part of God's plan. And he had a whole 33 years here on earth. And he accomplished a lot in those 33 years. But he didn't do anything outside the Father's will. And he lived perfectly, the only one to live without sin. He lived all for God's purpose. He had beautiful, wonderful, fun moments. And then we know he had some extremely hard, the hardest moment when he died on the cross for us. The hardest moment anyone could ever go through. The most pain anyone could ever go through. And yet he knew that was going to happen and he did it anyways because he knew it's the will of my father. So how can I serve him? That's how we can think. That's how we're blessed to think is, okay, God, how can I serve you today with the time that you have given me? Nothing is my own. So how can I bless you and serve you today? So yeah, that is letter 21. And I'm looking forward to the next one. We're getting closer to the end here, but I hope they've been very impactful and maybe it'll inspire you to read the book. 
reading the book definitely takes a lot of time just because mentally you have to process this old language, but it is truly so beautiful and helpful. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.